Hello there, this is Terry, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. Today I'm chatting with Whitman Theophrastus, and Whit is in his second year of Sheridan's animation program, and he's also an international student from America. In fact, he was actually in all of the same classes as me last year at Sheridan, and he gave me a lot of feedback on my projects, which was great, so thank you, Whit. But besides talking in a constant Boston accent, and I think <laughs> you're talking a Boston accent all the time. It's <laughs> just me speaking, god dang it. <laughs> you're not even from Boston. Another thing Wit specializes in is special effects animation of explosions and fight scenes, and he's often creating these like really badass looking characters with these grotesque monster arms that are just like... Mm. <laughs> and spewing out and they're really gross but they're also really great so the reason why we're chatting today is because wit is very well versed in the process of applying to american and canadian animation schools and he's going to share what it's like the differences between the different portfolio requirements of each and how to get into sheridan's program as an international student so wit uh you kind of already introduced yourself by talking but how are you doing <laughs> I'm, I'm, T Terry, I'm doing quite well on this bright, sunshiny day in my basement. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even in a Boston accent, so. <laughs> of um, course, because, you know, that's what I'm known for. Uh, no, I'm doing good. Uh, just working on projects over the summer. But uh, I'm here to tell you all about the uh, hellish process of applying to schools. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, congratulations on finishing first year, first of all. But uh, hey, hey, same man. Thanks, thank you. Let's let's just pat each other's backs. Um, yeah, That's the good. reason we're chatting is because I think you have an interesting perspective because you're an international student, and uh, yeah, there's not that many international students, specifically at Sheridan. But you've put together portfolios also for all of the big animation schools here in North America. So. What schools did you end up putting together portfolios for? So, uh, yeah, the ones that I um, applied to were CalArts, Ringling, SVA, and uh, Sheridan College, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, out, of, out of those, I got into SVA and Sheridan, but I did not get into CalArts or uh, Ringling. I applied to Ringling twice, I applied to CalArts three times, SVA once, and Sheridan three times. Oh my gosh, three times. Do each of these schools have a similar grading process? I, they're all they're all different. So it's it's like um, CalArts wants to see someone who's incredibly creative and just oozing storytelling. Someone that would be a really good storyboarder or someone who could like take like the, the concept uh, 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 like take concepts for like the, I know a lot of people that came out of CalArts basically hook themselves onto shows and become basically almost like a creative consultant in a way someone that really like bumps up and helps like a show uh, gain its grounds while uh, Ringling uh, have you ever seen like uh, the Planet of the Apes movies like the new ones so the, a lot of people uh, from special effects and that uh, the Marvel movies. I know some Guardians of the Galaxy people who worked on the CG came from there too. They're kind of a big CG school. SVA is uh, like a lot of uh, Cartoon Network kind of people. They have a huge amount of alumni. I think they have over a thousand people from SVA working in the Cartoon Network industry. They they really love those SVA people. So so just let's backtrack a bit. So with Cal Arts, you said they want to see somebody who's super creative. How do they? How do you put together a portfolio 
to show that and how do they judge you on that? So what they're looking for is um, someone who's uh, has a very good uh, sketchbook mentality because the, the sketchbook is going to be the biggest thing really when it comes to if you get in or if you don't get in where they're looking for people that have a good concept on anatomy life drawing and they see that you're drawing in a lot of different places like like they can tell that you're drawing in a coffee shop and drawing people that are just sitting around and getting creative and thinking of different ways to uh, represent them both like with different types of caricatures but also different kinds of media and just like always being experimental on your toes filling sketchbook pages like um, uh, I, I have a I have a close friend who actually did get into there uh, uh, that I went into art fundies with, but uh, she actually uh, had to decline because of the enormous tuition prices. But uh, having looked through uh, her sketchbook, uh, especially, she worked an entire year on it, filled every little nook and cranny, and experimented as much as possible. They're basically looking for someone who's just has like this massive amount of potential when it comes to creative energy. Oh my gosh, a year of sketching to, to get a portfolio that's accepted. So you so, so applied Cal three... says, yeah, Calarts actually says to only do three months, but like most people take a lot more than that. <laughs> so three months is still a lot of time. So you yeah. applied three times. I'm assuming you learned something and got a little better each time. Is that right? Yeah, actually, I... Uh, I was out of just applying. Also, I find the process of that kind of stuff is super, super uh, good when it comes to artistic growth because it forces you to be creative because you're constantly thinking, how can I be outside of the box and uh, what what like what I can do and stuff like that. And obviously, the best resource is YouTube because uh, people that get into CalArts really tote it. It's like they're just like, whoa, I got in. And they'll post their sketchbook and they'll flip through the entire thing. And you can see great references on people that are like creative, versatile, and uh, people that really like stand out and got into the program. So as you like over the three times you applied, what is the thing that helped you get better? Like how did you think about your work differently or increase in technical skills or something how to, like what made you improve over those over those three applications so i talked to people from uh CalArts and uh, i talked to graduates and uh different people kind of uh within that industry and uh, they would tell me different things each time to expand on and uh things to change and uh, i actually went um uh ocad has uh, these portfolio reviews uh, from a variety of different art schools, and CalArts is one of them, and they do it uh, once a year. And you can go, and you can actually have someone from CalArts Admissions uh, like critique your portfolio and uh, and and your uh, sketchbook. So uh, I learned a lot throughout that process. And, so what, uh, what are some of the things they told you to to focus on or improve on? So I I always feel like people um, want to drift towards characters and stuff like that. And uh, in truth, I would almost say to steer a little bit clear of that. Like having having like a, a few characters and stuff like that and caricatures are, and things are super good, but they really, really want to see technical skill and technical skill that's approached in a creative way. So like they want to see like a lot of life drawing, hand drawing, feet drawing, poses, uh, gestures, all this type of stuff and how you're approaching it in a design sense. And 
how you're experimenting and showing how you have a versatile understanding of how to represent these people and what they're doing. Hmm. Um, character work is obviously appreciated by them, but I remember coming in when I was halfway through a sketchbook and they looked through my stuff um, and I was doing a lot of character work and they said, okay, with the amount of character work that you have in here, I say that's good enough on the character side. And they were like, focus on drawing environments and people and uh, really focus on like that as like a highlight. Hmm. And I, I mean, I, you hear it from a lot of other people too. And they say like, really just try and focus on the technical skills. <laughs> gotcha. So, so I guess like I haven't applied to CalArts or even looked into the application program, but it sounds like they're looking for extremely technical skills with uh, like advanced storyboard or storytelling capabilities, I guess. It's, it's not even extremely technical skills. It's just a really good understanding of uh, creative exploration with, with like a, a, a strong technical background. Like I would actually say that Sheridan looks for more of a, uh, of a technical artist when it comes to strengths and uh, less of like a creative artist when it comes to applying there. But CalArts is just mm. looking for somebody who's like who has the creativity and enough of a te uh, of a technical sense to back it up. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the other schools. So like, what yeah. is so Ringling? I guess is a little bit more focused on CG. Yeah. So Ringling is uh, known for their computer animation. They have other courses, but those courses uh, don't really stand out as much as their CG program. So their, when you're putting together a portfolio for Ringling, you had to showcase CG skills already? So they actually don't require that in the admissions. And a lot of people that get in actually don't know anything about computer animation. So uh, they, it's, it's not necessary, but I think it's definitely like incredibly helpful, which is kind of the, the, the complacent way of saying, probably do CG, <laughs> like make something for them to show on that. Cause I know I didn't my few times cause I just did not understand any of that kind of stuff. I modeled in Blender a bit, but that was it. Um, the, and like, uh, there, there, there's this actually pretty similar. A lot of their accepted portfolios that I've seen are pretty similar to, uh, Sheridan in a lot of ways, how I see them approach characters and stuff like that, which is, um, uh, it's just it's it's like technical show volume and uh, have like a good uh, idea of like gesture and figure. Okay, and then I guess SVA is that very similar too? They're they're looking for people that have uh, good potential uh, that they can like grow with, and obviously like they li they really like seeing. Uh, as much animation as you can give them, even if it's like not super great or anything like that, but they just love seeing what you can give them. And I've seen like all the accepted portfolios for those have just even like little stick figures freaking running around and stuff like that. They love they love seeing anything like that. That just shows that you're like starting and you're getting a concept. Well, that's interesting because, for instance, Sheridan only just started making animation part of the requirements, whereas like you. I didn't see any portfolios with animation in them when I was applying. Yeah, it's uh, people usually say to steer to steer clear. That's what most people will will say to you if you're applying towards Sheridan because they're saying, "Look, unless you were taught by someone that you know is um, professional and uh, has has the credentials to say like I like I know what Sheridan wants for animation, don't don't do animation yet." 
It's like you're 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 pro- you're you're putting yourself forward and saying, "Hey, I can learn how to do animation." You don't want to put on something that they're not asking for and that they can heavily critique. <laughs> well, I actually put in a couple of animations in my portfolio, so <laughs> No, no, I know. It's 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 just it's what it's what I uh it's what people have said to me and it's what I, I know people have said to a lot of other people too. It's just it's it's it, it's hard it's hard. It's it's like the it it's it's such a hard space to know what to do right there. Uh, which which I think is interesting that they added it as like a credential. But I, I think that's the thing. It's it's so anomalous. So you applied to all these different schools and I know that you didn't get into Sheridan on the first run when you applied either. So what made you end up focusing on Sheridan to finally come here versus a different school? And then you got into SVA as well. Yeah. So I, I, when I came to Sheridan, I realized how much I loved the place and the community and uh, the resources and everything that they have. It was something that really stood out to me. And, um, it was it was something that I really admired in both like the students and the people and stuff like that. There's this I, I don't know if it's weird to say, but there's like a humble energy <laughs> that I really, really admire. It's like these it's it's like these people that are just incredibly skilled but incredibly kind and uh, humble and interested in everyone around them. I went to SVA's uh, acceptance thing and ho- holy crap. So they own their own theater. Uh, like actual huge movie theater with multiple sections and stuff like that. Uh, and they like took us on this big bus to this giant like showroom by the bay with a gigantic like sign with, you know, those those movie theater like lights all around it that said like SVA and like massive things with a huge amount of food and stuff like that. It's like it's a very glitz and glamour. Same same as like kind of CalArts. When I visited there, you just see the place and you're like, this is this is very glitzy. <laughs> Very, Sounds very awesome insane. to me. I want my own. Oh my I want god. our school to have like a giant theater. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, could I gush about Cal Arts for a sec? Sure. Because holy crap, it, it it was like walking into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Like, not even kidding. For for each of their programs, I always would say that they it it's like they had a wonder for it. Like like a like like you know like the freaking Grand Canyon and stuff like that. Like just something that was so stupidly over the top. Like for um, a theater. They had this uh, stage that had, I believe, 10 foot by 10 foot cubes all around it that could be raised 10 foot feet into the air, or the ones on the walls could be extended uh, to be turned into scaffolding or bridges or things like that. And they said at one point they had a, a play they were doing that was, um, I think there was, it was supposed to be a lake in, in it, so they actually raised up the uh the cubes and suspended a pool within it and filled it with water for like the whole thing and it's like a whole it's like a gigantic stage that you can just turn into anything i always said it reminded me of the game portal it was crazy um then for their uh music department they had uh god it it looked like 10 to 15 instruments that were all hooked up to uh, machines and would actually be able to be programmed and played uh, so it was like a fully synthetic, like little orchestra, Gosh. and uh, they they have like a bunch of sitcom sets and stuff like that all around for all the acting students. And like I walked into one of them, and then like the guy who's like touring, just like he, you could tell he was trying to be super casual about it. He's like, oh yeah, and uh, I think James Franco teaches night classes in here, and and you're just sitting there, just like what what is this place? It's so crazy. 
and you walk through the halls and see all the stuff that like anim like all all the animators and stuff have done. It's it's very much like uh just walking into like the the dream art school. Yeah. Well, Sheridan, I mean it's it's a little bit more humble than that, I guess. <laughs> no, I, um, I think definitely. <laughs> yeah, but we I still was like when my I first toured, I was still very impressed by the facilities and everything, but it's not to the extent of of that either. Um True. Sheridan's so, not charging us freaking $75,000 a year, though. <laughs> right. But as an international student, you're still paying higher fees. Like, I'm a Canadian. Uh, like, I grew up yeah. in Ontario and knew of Sheridan basically my whole life. So you're paying higher fees than, than I am for school because you're an international student. But yeah. I'm assuming it's still not at that, um, that, that $75,000 a year. Yeah, like... Most art schools you look at, they're going to be thirty-six to thirty-nine thousand dollars a year in USD. And out here, I believe, uh, I haven't checked my last invoice, but I think it was around twenty-one to twenty-four thousand uh, dollars per year in Canadian, which right. transferred into USD is just so nice. <laughs> so it's for me, it's actually interesting that. An international person would come to Sheridan because it's cheaper to come here than than a school uh, domestically. Because when I think well, of international, I, I actually schools, didn't. I, yeah, I actually didn't come here for uh, the the money reasons. It was definitely and absolutely for um, the the school to school, but it's definitely a bonus. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah. well, let's talk about that because you kind of went over how, you know, each school has its own niche and, and for Sheridan, it's very highly um, like 2D focus uh, with a specialization in like figuring out how to use like Toon Boom and like CG programs like like Maya and, and Blender and stuff like that. So yeah. you, uh, why did you choose to go to a 2D program versus uh, like Ringling, which is more CG focused? So I, I do have a huge amount of appreciation for uh, CG and 3D, but um, probably the works that inspire me most at animation are almost always uh, 2D, because I think that there's this very controlled uh, design choice inside of it. I think like when it comes to 3D, there's some things that you have to render and you have to work with, and you uh, have to deal with like the laws of the 3D program. Uh, that can sometimes take away a little bit of um, the the design and choices of 2D, at least for me, when uh, when I've gone into it. So uh, I got. I think I'm kind of stumbling over my words, but basically, I like how uh, experimental and um, focused 2D animation is. And I think when uh, like uh, a 2D character uses 2D special effects or is in a 2D environment. Uh, it feels a lot more appealing to me than uh, 3D environments. But that's also just my choice. And I think there's definitely exceptions to that rule as well. I don't know. It, it's, it's an interesting question. <laughs> right. So, well, like, what inspired you to, to get into animation and or at least pursue 2D in the first place? I mean, uh, from my perspective, I think it takes a lot of confidence to pursue an animation career. So where, where did you find that for yourself? I think it was uh, super, like, YouTube and Newgrounds.com. That was the first time I was like, wait a second, I can do this too? Because I think what? as a kid... Newgrounds as, is like, 
there's not many professional animators on Newgrounds. It's it's very amateur, which I yeah. I also like grew up on Newgrounds and love it. But well, I, I, I think that's interesting that that inspired you to get into the industry. No, no, I think that's that's it, man. Because you look at that and you're just like, wait, wait, these are people doing this? Because you don't you don't see like the credits or anything like that. You don't you don't just have that sense when you're a kid when you look at a TV show and you're like, wow, that was that that that's so. Like, like when you look at a TV show, it feels like you're looking at real people. And then like, even when I would look at Timmy Turner, I was just like, that's Timmy Turner. He's just a dude. I don't know how they made the animation. I don't know what's going on, but he's just Timmy Turner. But like, when you go on to like Newgrounds or YouTube, you would see the channel name or the person. And it was very clear that like this person made this. And if you click to their name, you can see the other stuff they made. And you're like, wait a second. There's, this is one person who's doing this or sometimes multiple if like there's background or sound design. But like it started to get you interested and it started to uh, help me break down the concept of like, wait, I can do this. And uh, I think the first time I really started animating was uh, stop motion and stuff like that with Bionicles um, and uh, obviously like clay and stuff like that. And then um, I actually got like really early Toon Boom uh, when it was first starting to come together and I was using a uh, Wacom bamboo as a kid. Oh my gosh. I have one of um, those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I kind of kept it up. Uh, it's, 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 I think like you'll, you'll see there's this very niche group of people that, that experience this, but, uh, this thing called Flipnote for the, uh, DSi and 3DS, which, uh, basically was this little Nintendo community where you could draw and animate on your DS and then upload it online and, uh, it could be shared around this little tiny Nintendo net and you could share animations and see cool stuff. I remember, Everyone would just like take Family Guy clips and animate Mario and Luigi over it, and it's just. I think the stuff that inspired me about that was like, um, going on to Newgrounds and things like that. I'd be like, "Wait, I can do this!" And then looking up at like the big screen at stuff like Tarzan and being like, "Does that mean I can do that?" And realizing over time that I could, and really feeling focused and being like, "I really want to do that because I respect that so much." Right. Yeah. So when did so um, I guess getting back into the international experience. So I know that Sheridan specifically has a a limit on how many international people they'll take because you know they take a certain percentage of uh, Canadians and then a certain percentage of international people. So I would assume that maybe it's much more competitive to get in from an international experience. Like when did you start applying? Were you still in high school? Did you? Yeah. Like do because a lot of people actually come from other degree programs, especially internationally, or they take workshops and stuff. So how I mean, just maybe explain your experience of when you started to applying to when you actually got accepted. So when I applied, I absolutely knew God dang nothing. I was I was drawn on just like regular freaking like uh, the oh God, it was just it was this weird like kind of manila paper. And like I was just using like uh, paper from uh the printers as well and i would just take it out and i would just draw and i would i would just be uh going at it with no idea what the hell i was supposed to be doing um and uh obviously like it i i it didn't go anywhere and i i actually went to sheridan uh which was a six mile drive from my uh place in cleveland but uh i came here and then the person looked at it picked it up looked at me and said looks like you should apply to our fundamentals <laughs> 
And, Wait, it's uh, only six miles to, from Sheridan to Cleveland? Sorry, six hours. Jesus. Oh, uh, my gosh. I was like, what on earth? <laughs> sorry, that, that, okay. that, that was like a Freudian slip or something like that. Um, six hours. Makes more sense. But, yeah, so that definitely sent me in the right direction. And then I came to Sheridan, and I think it's just like... So you got, it, you got into the Art Fundies program. Then. Yeah. Well, because, so, I mean, the Art, the Art Fundies program is just like you sign up. And if you signed up quick enough, you're in. Oh, so it, there's not like an intense, uh, I don't know, I didn't apply to it. Is there? Is there not a like an intense portfolio thing or is it just like a first come, first serve thing? Pretty much first come, first serve. Oh. So you it's, got into uh, Art Fundies? Yeah, and uh, basically from there I started to uh, break down and kind of become a little bit more humble. <laughs> I think that like it's it's trying to understand like where you need to grow and uh, asking as many people as possible like how can I improve and like building your skin when it comes to critique and stuff like that and uh, especially being there and being able to talk to teachers like truthfully the art fundamentals teachers were good but I think that it was better to talk to animation teachers and the uh, head of the program uh, and uh, students and. Uh, that started to help me understand like what these these people are looking for, what's right and what's wrong, what are easy mistakes or things to avoid, and uh, also learning like little cheats and stuff like that along the way as well. Like people always uh, would say like for storyboard, don't choose the animal character, which was obviously just a way of saying like look if you don't understand how to draw that animal, <laughs> stick to the human, um, and stuff like that. And it's just like it's it's little things. Uh, oh. I didn't get in through Art Fundamentals. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. What were we going to say? I was just going to say, like, what are some of the biggest things you learned from the Art Fundamentals program that helped you up your game to apply to the animation program? So it definitely was more on the side of life drawing, having extra life. Like, so one of the biggest things that Sheridan has that I think is genuinely incredible, and I've seen pretty close to nowhere else. Uh, not even places that I can really think of. And like I would go to SVA and CalArts and ask them about this too, and it just I wouldn't see it. Is that we have one sec? Let me just count on my on my fingers like like a monkey man. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think six. Uh, extra life drawing uh, classes, like uh, like open rooms every single day of the week um from uh six to nine for most of them some of them are a little earlier um but that we have six extra lives going on at the same time every single day is incredible to me and it was uh, such a big resource and i went to extra life basically every single day that i could and i would just i would sit in there even if it's only for 30 minutes it's like i'm keeping on the grind and i'm going into it and um uh, I think it's also learning that you can't just jump into that stuff and just keep drawing and hope that you get better, but also going into that with uh, a purpose and plan and like studying a muscle or saying, I'm going to practice this today and having your friends around and be like, no, that looks wrong. That looks wrong. Change this, but this is good and uh, really help like steer myself in the right way. So I think extra life was definitely huge on that. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like you really took it, I guess, an advantage of all the opportunities that Sheridan, like you can go through the fundamentals program and 
get those fundamentals but you were like talking to profs to try to understand requirements making connections with students going to extra life every day like obviously you're trying to up your game really fast i guess and and i like when you applied again to the animation program obviously you're in the program now but what do you think like really impressed the profs when they saw your portfolio the second time around well, they didn't like it the second time around. <laughs> or the third time around. <laughs> so it, would, it would be the third time around. So okay. like the first time I applied, I got like, uh, I think it was around a 60 something. And then the, uh, no, no. Yeah. First time, 60 something. Seven, uh, second time, it was a 70 something. Uh, and then my third time, it was a 90. Which was so god dang tiring. <laughs> And I think it's it's so hard because it can feel like a crapshoot, and you're just freaking rolling the dice, hoping that like you're 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 doing something that that you're doing something right, <laughs> and that the people that see your stuff are are gonna acknowledge it as like yeah, this is good enough. So what do you but, think were those things that were good enough that got you that ninety, which is a great mark, by the way? So probably, thank you. <laughs> I've worked god dang hard for it, so. <laughs> Um, uh, the biggest thing I had was I had a peer, uh, who was a, uh, third year when I was in art fundamentals and a fourth year when I was in, uh, VCA and, uh, they were a really big, uh, and helpful person in my life because, uh, what they did was they were very to the point and like a blunt person who I was very close friends with. And they would always tell me what I was doing wrong immediately and the thing that they kept hammering on me was to practice layout. And uh, the thing about layout is that the more you practice it and the more that you understand it, the more you understand just things um, being structured and uh, positioning something in a 3D environment. And especially playing with characters in that, how to position a character in the right size and how they are affected in a 3D space and on a grid. And uh, they, they taught me how to basically, like, uh, use, use my fingers and, like, basically think, okay, so if a character is standing this tall in this environment, uh, how much space would they take up when they're sitting in this chair? Or how, much, uh, how long would they be if they were lying on this bed? And uh, where would this bed hit um, close to their knees or their thighs? Like, how, like, and how much space is in this room? And basically helped me think a lot more... Uh, volumetrically when it came to my portfolio and um and also just my art in general which i I got full marks on the uh layout portion which i feel pretty good about and i think probably helped bump up some of my other sections because uh i think that's the point where i started to feel like okay i think i actually understand what i'm doing in this way when it comes to volume um but that also just ended up in uh reflecting onto like my characters and um like all all my other like actions and even a- my animations and stuff like that because it was just me uh forcing myself to be conscious of how something acts in a spatial environment yeah that's that's a that was a big thing that i had to learn from my portfolio too i i actually got some feedback of like actually measure out the proportions like a yeah a door should be like seven and a half feet tall and that doorknob is at like three and a half feet and like i don't know if those are the correct dimensions but yeah because i've seen some portfolios that are amazing 
Technically, but they are not proportioned well. Like if you sit a character in them, they are like a mouse or a giant. And yeah. It's like, oh, weird. Um, but yeah, so, but I guess that's another thing I wanted to ask. So when I was putting together my, together my portfolio, I actually found, uh, I hired a tutor who had, you know, worked with other animation students at Sheridan before. So he was very familiar with the requirements and could give me the right type of feedback. Um, but you coming from another country, how do you manage, like, and I'm sure there are a lot of international students or just students in general who are trying to figure out the expectations of, uh, what the portfolio requires and also looking at their own work and trying to feel a certain sense of confidence that they're meeting the requirements from a technical standpoint. So how did you do that research or figure out, um, I, well, First of all, I guess, like, how did you originally just do your research to figure out what was required of the portfolio and meeting expectations? Yeah. So, like, are you talking about, like, when I was in high school? Or just, yeah, just, yeah. you know, you see that there's an animation. Well, you applied to CalArts and Ringling, et cetera. Yeah. And you said they all have very different requirements. So how did you go about figuring out what to focus on for which school even? So it's it really was just looking at accepted portfolios or accepted sketchbooks, and I think that's that's the closest thing you can get outside of um, like uh, those those kinds of locations. Just like it's basically just you're looking at people that did well, and like uh, there there was um, I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name, but uh, there was this one guy that got a full 100 on his portfolio and posted it on Ooh. Tumblr. And uh, that was everybody's resource for the longest time because we were like, this this guy uh, looks like he draws like Brad Bird has a he was uh, I think an engineer so he had a really good concept on uh, volumetric drawing and he had like grids everywhere um, and his uh, life drawings were well proportioned and and you could tell the volumes immediately and it was it was starting to understand where uh, Sheridan stood when they thought this now this is perfect. Um, and like looking for that kind of stuff is good, but truthfully, I'd, I'd also like to give uh, some some recommendations on stuff that I should have done, because <laughs> yeah. I think that like uh, something that a lot of people are afraid of is critique, and like it's it's so freaking hard, and it can be hard, like heartbreaking as hell because uh, when we look at our art, we see it as an extension of ourselves and what we enjoy and who we are. So it's it's very very easy to take it as a personal attack when somebody says this is wrong, and I I think that something that would have really helped me in high school is if I saw and like uh, looked for Sheridan uh, um, uh, Sheridan students, which by the way there's a Sheridan blog spot that lists all the social media for all Sheridan students, and you can see all of them there, and really just ask ask as many people as you can. Hey, do you think that you could give me some absolutely honest critique and like preface it saying like just be be as brutal as possible um, and just have what and like take what they say and know that it comes from a place of genuine kindness and comes from a place of like someone is uh, going out of their way, not because they want to break you down, but because they want to help you. And if anything, they're going to say what they think is good and what can be improved on. Um, because you can look at stuff like CalArts sketchbooks and uh, accepted portfolios through all all the day and night, but uh, you're not seeing 
the person's intention. You're not seeing the person's skill. All you're seeing is the results. And you're trying to reverse engineer something when what you could do is just talk to the scientists themselves. <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> yeah, I, tot I totally agree with that 100%. Um, so from your... I guess I'm just wondering, like, as an international student, is there anything extra that you've had to go through, uh, I guess, like hoops to jump through or like things that are extra to the application process of coming to a different country and stuff? So I have definitely been a, uh, a little stupid on, on my on my things when it comes to that, especially when it comes to the visa things, because it's so it's so uh, complicated and you're trying to make sure that you're doing everything right. Um and uh, a few times I definitely messed up because the whole thing is um, you you okay. So if you want to get a visa, you either have to fly into the country or arrive in uh, through a car or train. Um, there's no office within the country itself uh, that you can actually go to and get your student visa. You have to actually arrive into the country like with your proper forms and everything ready. You can't like come into the country. And like stay at a hotel, print it out at Staples, and then go to like a government center. They they just won't let you do that. And why? How I learned this was after uh, VCA, I um I I got into animation, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get my um uh my my new student uh visa. And um me also not thinking, wait, I could just get this renewed, <laughs> which is something you can actually do. Uh, was like, hey, I'm just going to like figure out how to do this. And I went to at least five different governmental offices across Ontario, uh, like in Mississauga, Etobicoke, uh, Toronto, uh, Scarborough, freaking everywhere, and just tried as hard as I could. And then eventually, like outside of like the airport, I went to one person, and they brought in like several different people. We're looking at it all, and they said, yeah, you're going to have to cross the border. <laughs> and I was just like, god dang it. So I had to hop on a bus and go back to Buffalo and then hop on a bus back from Buffalo back to Toronto and stop off there and oh then just God. get the get like the three stamps and then I'm I'm freaking good. So um, definitely do your research ahead of time when getting your visa. <laughs> yeah, and I, again like probably you could reach out to a lot of a lot of students uh that uh that go here that are international and they can tell you about the trials and tribulations uh i think it's it's uh definitely intimidating but like once you get past it and you know what you're doing and you add in all the stuff like you have to get doctor's checks too like so you, you have to get a doctor's check ahead of time if you're if you get into sheridan if you haven't had one in the past year um and have like a note from your doctor saying you've been checked and send that in um but uh, yeah, I think that's that's definitely the hardest part. I think it's also like just being an international student. You're just like, all right, did did I get in? <laughs> Is there anything else special I need to do? Because you're you're always just second guessing. It's just like uh, like is is there something else that I missed? <laughs> right. What about coming to Sheridan and I guess living here for the first time? Like, uh, do you like was it? I mean, Oakville is not the most um, I don't know. It's very hard to get around in Oakville. <laughs> There's not not everything is super concentrated like Toronto. So True. coming from a different country, how did you manage to like find a place and like figure out everything and the school itself and all that stuff? So 
a lot of people will go to the dorms for their first year just because you're on campus. It's easy and it helps you get started, which is good. If you got the money for it, do it because you're going to be there. Studios are open 24-7. If you want to be in the studio at 2 o'clock in the morning, all you have to do is do a hop, skip, and a jump, and you're in there, which is super nice, super cool, uh, really, really, really great, and uh, you can have lots of sleepovers with all your friends. But it also ends up costing around $850 uh, a month, which uh, they only make you pay for the school year. Obviously, it's not a full year, but that still adds up over time. But there's this uh, wonderful and amazing uh, website called Places for Students that Sheridan has a uh, sponsorship connection with. Uh, and basically what it is, is there are people that uh, specifically have uh, rooms or apartments open for students. And it's uh, super good. I've, uh, I've found places on there as low as like 510 to 540 a month. Um and uh, usually you can like you can sign up with friends if you have multiple friends coming or like uh, I've seen a lot of single apartments too or single rooms. I've seen ones with landlords uh, in the house and I've seen ones with landlords outside of the house. But that that is probably the best resource when it comes to finding like a place to stay because it updates every like every week and you can put on a profile in there if you're looking for a place to stay and you could be like hey i'm uh i'm a i'm a student at sheridan for animation and i'm looking for uh a uh a place to stay here's my credentials here's what i'm like am i clean am i dirty uh, do i like to party all that kind of stuff like that and you can get hooked up with people and like i i went yeah. into that and I posted my thing on there, and within, like, the next two weeks, I got at least eight responses being like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm interested. And, like, um, most of them I uh, either had to turn down because of uh, prices or because I accidentally forgot to list my, my gender. And they were like, oh, my, my daughter's coming, <laughs> coming out here. Are you female? And I'd be like, no, sorry. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess that's how it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, like, you want to be careful. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, if you make a profile, don't put that you are dirty and you love to party, like you said, I guess. <laughs> I mean, um, some, some people want what that, about, man. So, uh, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. So what about um, kind of in, so a big part of Sheridan is actually the internship opportunities that you get. And you have yeah, to the actually, co-op. Oh, sorry? Uh, Oh, no, I said, yeah, the co-op. Oh, I thought you said, hold on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the co-op. Or, um, sorry, I called it an internship. The co-op opportunity, you actually have to do a co-op in your later years. So how does that work as an international student? Like, Because I know that you can, for some visas, I don't know, but I think that you're not even allowed to work or you can only work minimal hours or something like that. Like, how I, does... can, I can work a maximum of 15 hours a week. So how does that, like right now, you can work 15 hours a week, I guess? Yeah, well, during the school year, I can work a maximum of 15 hours a week. I believe during the summer it changes, and I can, like, work full-time. Okay. Um, but, and especially if it's part of your school curriculum, uh, they make the exception, because it's, like, it's uh, part of your school curriculum. So Yeah. Okay, uh, so there's, like, no worry about that when you have to do a co-op. Oh, no, no, no. And, and I think I'd want to do mine if I could in America. And being American, obviously, like, I just got to go over there. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's interesting, too, because Sheridan gives you a degree in animation, which if you're a Canadian and you want to go internationally, 
like if I want to work in the States, I actually need a degree uh, to get my visa versus yeah. um, if I go to a different animation school that doesn't offer a degree, that that's like a whole much more complicated thing. So do any opportunities open up for you by specifically getting a degree, even though you already live in the States? Entirely. Like uh, most animation programs, it's like unless you know somebody and you have like the world's most stellar portfolio, uh a bachelor's degree is what they require like uh cartoon network nickelodeon all these kinds of places are just like look we want someone in their junior or senior year of an animation program that is a bachelor's program um and uh we're not going to take you otherwise for our internships <laughs> which which is uh i, I mean it's, it's obviously very ex- exclusionary in that way but i think that it, it just means like i have to be in this if i want to get into that industry in that way. So are there any other like advantages or disadvantages specifically that come with being an international student? Do you think? Um, I think it's just uh, understanding like um, I mean, obviously, it's just move. For me, it was just moving to a new place. I think a lot of people around here like understood how transit worked or uh, or like how big like go is, for example, and presto cards and everything like that. And uh, the train system out here, which is absolutely and completely wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty adventurous person, and I always want to know, like, the places that I'm at. So I ended up figuring things out pretty well. But uh, when it came to international, I think the main thing was just, like, I was trying to figure out where the office was. Because, like, they have this, these huge signs for, like, people that are, like, uh, Canadian students. are like, come here, and, like, uh, we'll, we'll figure out your, your stuff. But I have to go onto like, the third floor and, like, this... And through through like a corridor and knock on a door fifty times and then tap my toe and bam there I am at the international center. (laughs) So are there any other I guess like coming from a different country completely are are there any other things that really surprised you once you got to Sheridan? I think it was um oh man I I think it's just uh, I don't know it's like uh people were just pretty nice. I don't know. Yeah. It's like I, I, I came from like uh, Cleveland and uh, there was a lot of like very uh, strong personalities, as I would put it. And I think that like uh, a lot of Americans have like very strong personalities. And uh, when I when I came out here, uh, it was a lot of people that were a lot more humble. I definitely think that like the school and maybe it's just the school as a whole. <laughs> But uh, and again, I think it's what drew me to it was uh, every single art school I would go to, every other place there would be like these people really like energetic out there talking about, yeah, these are this is it's great, man. This is like my passion, yo. I'm, I'm putting down myself on the canvas or, or stuff like that. And uh, or, or just people that were uh, very energetic about who they were. And then I come out here and everyone's just like just just as like huge and powerful as artists, if not more. And then uh just very humble and kind on top of that (laughs) so that that actually so i'm actually remembering i got a few questions to my email just from this this podcast of like parents who were thinking of sending their kid like their son or daughter to sheridan just asking if it was safe so oh my god it's it's so safe holy (laughs) crap like like i i say this to every single person like the entire arts program there is composed of people that were bullied in high school. So every single person in there is just like, hey, look, 
I'm here if you need to talk to anyone. It's like one person says they're having a bad day and everyone comes around them and she's like, what can I do for you? I am here to help you. It's that just, is it's, very true. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so it's so unbelievably wonderful. Like like it's it is it is so safe because you come in and just like as long as you're a super kind person, people will give it to you ten times like over. Right, but what about like just the area in general and the school and like the neighborhood and stuff like that besides the students? Like, do, do you feel I mean, safe? I guess. I mean, I do. I. I think it's fine but yeah. just as an international student <laughs> i mean when, when obviously if it's like friggin' midnight walk in a group because no one's gonna bother a group but also just to talk about oakville it's like a bunch of retired old people and it's yeah. like uh it's it's like a it's like a relatively ritzy area it's like where people go to retire by like the lake and uh or like they they're like i don't want to live in toronto i want to live like just outside of Toronto so that I can go to a place that's quiet. It's uh, it's very, it's very suburby. It's not, I think not it's, like, I, yeah, um, I think it's actually one of the most expensive cities for home buyers in Canada. I'm just trying to look up right now to see if that's true. I don't know if I can find a, it, it would make sense. The houses out here are pretty nice. It's a, it's a pretty nice locale, but, uh, very, it's, it's um, it's, Oh yeah, it's it's uh, number nineteen. Seems to be on this some random list I found on the internet of most expensive cities to live in Canada. So whatever. Holy crap! <laughs> it, that must be true. <laughs> <Yeah>. Full sourced. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I think I don't know. I don't have any other questions. I'm just trying to think of like what an international student might want to know about applying to an animation program halfway around the world and what that experience is like. And I, I mean, I'm not that person, but I think that you've kind of covered everything unless you can think of anything else that that uh, came through that process. Oh, man, I think it's just. um. Yeah, I think it's just be open with people. Just talk to as much people as you can. If you're an international student, you're you're having to communicate with an island that is far away. It's the it's the equivalent of being like trying to communicate with someone with like a tin can on a wire. Yeah. A lot of stuff's going to be jumbled. You're not going to quite understand what's going on. So just get as much clarity as you possibly can. Like the school's a good school, and like obviously visiting a place is nice to understand uh, what it's like. But I think that the best thing that you can do is just look up people on that blog spot, ask them questions, and tell them to be like as as honest with you as possible, and give book recommendations, artist recommendations. Like I think uh, one of the biggest people that helped me get into this program was uh, are you are you uh, familiar with Stan Prokopenko? maybe he's, he's <laughs> called he's called he's called proko on youtube uh he i he's someone i almost directly attribute to uh, me getting into the animation program as well he gives super easy and to the point tutorials on how to draw human forms render uh again the volumetric stuff he's super like fun and easy to understand and uh a really great point to start for an artist trying to understand technical skill I looked him up and I definitely watched some of his videos when I was applying to the, the portfolio. So yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> Especially it's, it's like, how to draw face ones. I remember that. Oh, he's, he's super, super good on that kind of stuff. And like, uh, very eloquent. 
uh, of something I always really love, and obviously I'm not the best at, is um, a word economy. So he's just like very much to the point, doesn't say like anything that isn't important. <laughs> so you're always just like, okay, I understand what's going on. I always have to pause his videos because he always has so much information in every sentence that he's talking about. Um, and I think that he's he's the first start on like getting like a really good concept on human anatomy and just uh, drawing in general. Uh, so he's he's someone that I would definitely say. And like actually on top of that, just look up other artists. Find artists you like. See if they do speed paints because – Holy crap, speed paints are so cool. You can even turn down like the speed a little bit and you can see precisely what they're doing and how they're digital painting and you can learn. And also practice other artists. <laughs> if you like and you want to be an animator, look up those artists, their style, how they approach animation and practice it. Like literally try drawing characters in their style. Don't post it because that would be copyright, but just... <laughs> Like, like practice and sketch and be like, okay, and ask yourself, like, why do I like these characters? Why do I like that motion? Why, what, what? And, and constantly ask yourself why and be analytical and be like, okay, I'm going to understand why I like this and how I can do it and how I can improve on it too. Like, I think the best thing ever is to look at somebody's piece that you really admire and look for things that you don't like about it. You think that could be better and then turn that into your style. Be like, this is a really freaking awesome concept, but I hate that jacket. I'm going to run with this concept and make a better jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's excellent advice. Um, so you just finished first year at Sheridan. What is uh, what are you looking forward to? What's next for you? Other than second year, but like in second year, what are you looking forward to or what are you most excited about? I'm looking forward to second year. Like uh, every single person I've talked to in second year says that um, it's less projects, but bigger projects. Like it'll be like a month's time that you have to get something done. Uh, but it's like a big project, like a huge layout project or something like that. And uh, to me, that's that's really that's that's really appealing because that's going to feel more like actually working in the industry, and, like having to do like something big. Plus, also, I just like doing bigger projects more over like smaller projects in general, because it's like, just like. Like, are you looking forward to animation projects or like concept work projects or? I, I definitely lean a little bit more towards layout, but definitely I I'm I'm excited for the animation ones. But I know we're doing one which is like a. Uh, a location design where it's like we have to design like um, the full like area and several different shots, the items within it and everything like that. Plus also we have a sound design course in second semester and I really freaking love sound design. So I'm yeah. all about that. Cool. Well, uh, any final thoughts on, on our discussion today? Well, like I could talk forever and ramble about. Well, I'm gonna cut you off at some point. <laughs> I know, and, and and like that. That's what I was gonna say. I could talk forever, but uh, it's just eh, to to give to give a thesis statement. Freaking ask for a critique, constantly improve, and look up artists you like, and that's share it in Blogspot. <laughs> that is like the holy trinity of advice, <laughs> in, yeah. in my opinion, also, and that's what like. Asking for critique is such a huge one that really helped me advance my skill too. So, yeah. 
Cool. Well, thank you so much, Wit. It's been a really nice chat. I've been happy to have you. And uh, you didn't even Always put wonderful. on any accents for me this entire interview, which is surprising. I, usually in class I, I, I don't think I've ever done a Boston accent. You, so. What do you do all the time? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't eat like... Oh my God! What what do I do? I say like the freaking thing that Adam Sandler says. What is it? Freaking pock the car and Harvard Yard. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not gonna try to do my own impression, <laughs> but eh. right. I'm well, American. Thank you so, so much for. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Wit. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, and I guess I'll see you in class in a in a couple months. Yeah, hopefully, I hope you're in my class. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Well, hopefully too. Yeah. Um, cool. So if you're listening and you're an international student, especially, and you want to get in touch with Wit or just check out his awesome animations, which he posts on his Instagram, um, you can also just ask him any questions about the process of getting into school or critique specifically. I've asked Wit for critique on a lot of my projects and he always gives really good advice. So um, you can do that all on his Instagram, which is CineKick, and I will include that in the link, uh, uh, link to that in the description of this podcast. And that's all for now. Okay, bye. <laughs>